Blog Talk Radio. to research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and I'm broadcasting live from the 37th National Afro-American Genealogy and Historical Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, I want to welcome the callers and chatters to research at the National Archives and beyond. This show will provide individuals interested in genealogy and history an opportunity to listen, learn, and take action. Well, if you have logged in as a guest and you wish to participate in the chat, please sign in through your Facebook account or blog, Talk Radio. Well, tonight, my special guest is Shannon Christmas, and Shannon will discuss the new DNA landscape. Named as an essential blog for the genetic genealogy education by the Board of Certification for Genealogists, Through the Trees is a blog for genealogy enthusiasts seeking to locate and leverage new tools and emerging technologies to break through genealogical brick walls. The host of several of my shows, at least he has been a guest on several of my shows, Shannon Christmas, who is the blogger and author of Through the Trees, is an experienced genealogist specializing in genetic, colonial American, and African-American genealogy in Virginia and the Carolinas. He serves as a 23andMe Ancestry Ambassador, Administer of the Captain Thomas Graves of Jamestown Autosomal DNA Project, and as a co-administrator of the Hemings, Jefferson, Wells, Epps, Autosomal DNA Project. Shannon was invited to participate in the American Society of Human Genetics Roundtable on Genetic Ancestry Inference and investigated the genetic lineage of Governor Lawrence Douglas Wilder of Virginia. He presented his findings at the 2015 Afro-American Genealogical and Historical Society's National Conference in Richmond, Virginia. Shannon is also a faculty member 
for a D- the DNA track with the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute. So let me give a warm welcome to Shannon Christmas to research at the National Archives and beyond. Welcome, Shannon. Oh, thank you so much, Bernice. Uh, thank you for having me tonight. Well, I'm glad that you're taking time away from just talking to everyone at Og so that you can talk to, to the world right now about the <laughs> new DNA landscape. So, Shannon, before we even go any further, let's just define what are you talking about when you say the new DNA landscape? The new DNA landscape refers to uh, the remarkable number of changes uh, to the various DNA testing sites that have taken place over the past 12 months or so. Uh, 23andMe, Ancestry DNA, and Family Tree DNA have all made uh, big changes to their websites, which are going to change how we do business on the various sites, uh, for better or for worse. For better or for worse. Okay, so let's begin with just to so that everyone is on the same playing field as far as understanding the different types of DNA. Just give us a brief review of the different types of DNA before we get into the actual changes that have taken place with the various testing companies? Certainly. Well, there are four different types of DNA that we utilize for uh, genealogy. Uh, Y-chromosome DNA, which is transmitted from father to son each generation and permits us to trace direct paternal lines Uh, Only males have Y-chromosome DNA, so only males take Y-chromosome DNA tests. Mitochondrial DNA, on the other hand, is transmitted from mother to child each generation and permits one to trace direct maternal lines. So everyone has mitochondrial DNA, but men are not able to pass it on. It allows you to look at one's mother's, 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 mother's lines. Then there's autosomal DNA, which is inherited from all of one's ancestors, generally within five generations, and permits one to trace all of one's family lines. And then there is X chromosome DNA, which is a rather tricky type of DNA for most new genetic genealogists in the sense that everyone has X chromosome DNA, but it's transmitted differently uh, in males versus females. So males only receive X chromosome DNA from their mothers, whereas females receive X chromosome DNA from both their mothers and their fathers. So those are the four different types of DNA. Okay, and chatters, if you have questions, feel free to post your questions in the chat room, and we'll just continue on. So let's start with 
Ancestry. Since you mentioned the different companies, let's start with Ancestry. Uh, and this particular company has the largest uh, database of over 2 million users. So tell us some of the changes that have taken place with Ancestry. Okay. So Ancestry DNA uh, actually added a tool known as Shared Matches, which allows you to uh, see what matches you have in common with a given match. That is important because it allows you to potentially uh, draw an, a hypothesis about how a given match is related to you. For instance, if you have a second cousin match, uh, but they don't have a tree, they don't have a name that's recognizable or researchable, and all you have are shared matches. If you know how some of the shared matches are related to you, then you can take an educated guess about how that second cousin match that you're struggling to identify is related to you. Uh, now, the issue with the shared matches tool right now is that it only shows matches that are fourth cousin or closer. So you might run into a situation where you have a match and the shared matches tool comes back and says, oh, no shared matches, because you don't share any matches that are at least a fourth cousin or closer. Okay. In addition to that, uh, do you have any questions about that? We have no questions coming from the chat room. Okay. So moving on, uh, Ancestry DNA also uh, did a recalculation of the matches for everyone. And for the most part, that has meant that individuals who were more closely matched before are now predicted to be more distant relatives. For instance, I have a second cousin on Ancestry DNA, uh, a bona fide second cousin who is now listed as a third cousin, uh, which can create some confusion for people because it makes the shared matches tool uh, a little less useful because many of the shared matches that would have been listed as fourth cousin or closer might now be in the fifth cousin category. And so they won't show up on the shared matches list. Uh, any questions about that? Well, there's a question uh, that's coming out right now. Are you comfortable with the Ancestry's new algorithm? Because that's mm -hmm. what you're just now talking about. Yes. Well, uh, the changes to the algorithm uh, I guess one could say that they are a work in progress and that we're still learning more about what the effect is for various people and for various populations. Uh, for me, I am not finding it terribly useful uh, in the sense that I don't see how I benefit from having people who uh, share a certain genealogical relationship with me are 
now being downgraded a bit from what they actually are. That's my take on it at this point. Um, Right. Now, one of the things I noticed, Shannon, because the algorithm changed once before, and uh when it changed once before, I lost some of my DNA matches. When it changed when it changed this time, some of the matches that I lost came back. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that I was can't. interesting too. Yes. I did not observe that phenomenon. Uh, I did notice that real matches were lost again uh, with this second uh, regrouping of the algorithm. Uh and that, for me, is a real issue. I think that false negatives should be taken as seriously as false positives uh, mm-hmm. on all of the sites. And it's never a good thing to lose a real match. Right. So that's, that's something true. to look out for. Yeah, That's true. Now, uh, it's a very interesting comment, uh, genealogy Jenna saying that hers are off because her maternal grandma has triple cousins. Three brothers mm-hmm. married three sisters. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, that's fun. So what other changes have you observed or do we know have taken place with Ancestry? Hmm. Oh, Well, aside from the tightening of the relationship predictions and the addition of the shared matches tool and, of course, the rerunning of uh, the matching algorithm, uh, there haven't been too many more changes beyond that other than uh, I know that Ancestry consistently makes changes to how the pages are loaded. Uh, There's also the new ancestor discoveries, and those are constantly being reevaluated and reassessed. And a new ancestor discovery, uh, as many already know, is uh, essentially Ancestry's DNA uh, algorithm showing you a potential ancestor who is not in the tree you have attached to your results or any tree, assuming that uh, you haven't attached a tree to your results. Uh So you don't need a tree attached to your results to get new ancestor discoveries. Uh, The way that you do need a tree attached to your results to get DNA circles, which uh, generate a ring of matches uh, or a ring of ancestry DNA participants who all have the same ancestor listed in their tree and also match at least one other person in the group. So new ancestor discoveries are built off of the DNA circles model. Uh, Many of us have seen the new ancestor discoveries 
uh, as something that often generates more confusion than answers in the sense that we find that the new ancestor discoveries are for individuals who are not actually direct ancestors but uh, represent collateral lines. Uh, And I think that pretty much sums up what's been going on at Ancestry DNA recently. Well, there's something else, Shannon, and I know that they did not have this, but now, you know, with the algorithm change, you can now click a little button. It's like an eye or something, information, uh, and you can find out the Cinemorgans. Yes, yes. Uh, there is that as well. Uh, the Ancestry DNA interface also presents the amount of DNA shared according to Ancestry DNA's calculations. That's right. Uh, and one has to keep in mind that those calculations uh, involve a little algorithm known as timber, which removes or omits or ignores DNA segments that timber uh, decides are not indicative of a genealogical relationship within Mm -hmm. uh, a recent time frame. So that can create some errors in terms of the relationship predictions. Uh, For instance, Mm -hmm. I had a situation where I had a match who actually uh, was listed as uh, a fifth uh, to eighth cousin sharing 17.5 centimorgans. But when this match uploaded to JetMatch, they were actually sharing over 75 centimorgans, which would indicate a probable third cousin relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a very large discrepancy, and so you have to watch out for those. Right, right. Well, this. You know what I want you to do? I mean, we're talking about these changes as part of the new DNA landscape. And so we're really talking to people who have tested tested a long time ago, and these changes are happening. For those people that are brand new, this is kind of their norm. So I hope that you all are, are paying attention to some of the things that Shannon is saying because we're going to go into some tips and tricks that may help you help you get the best results from this testing company. So we're talking about some of the changes, but what about the uh, messaging system, uh, Shannon? What can we tell people about the messaging system? Now, the messaging system at Ancestry uh, has not really changed much at all, uh, but it is one of those things that is hit or miss. In other words, you can send out a message, but whether it actually transmits uh, to the intended recipient is another matter. Uh, I noticed myself that in one case, someone had been attempting to communicate with me a a DNA match for some time, and I was not getting their messages 
because they were going to something called a uh, an under review folder, and that's a hidden folder that you won't see unless you go looking for it. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. From what I have been told, the under review folder is triggered when someone has sent, according to Ancestry, too many messages within a brief time frame. So I recommend not going over, say, 20 messages within a 24-hour period. Now, is this to one person or just 20 messages, period? 20 messages, period. In a 24-hour period of time? Yes. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. So, Because suppose you, you have 20 new DNA, 25, 26 new DNA matches when you wake up the next morning mm-hmm. and you want to send all of them a message. Are you saying that somewhere yes. something is going to go into this under review folder? That is a possibility. Oh, okay. Now we have a question coming out of the chat, and it's it's back to the whole CMs, uh, Cinemorgans uh-huh. on Ancestry. And they want to know, why do the Cinemorgans on Ancestry show lower than Jet Matches Cinemorgans? And I've experienced that myself. So what can you say about that? Uh, that goes back to the timber algorithm, as I explained earlier, the timber algorithm does not report all of the DNA you share with a match. The timber algorithm uh, subtracts specific DNA segments that uh, the algorithm decides are not indicative of a genealogical relationship within a recent time frame. And so mm-hmm. that's the reason why you might see someone on Ancestry DNA listed as 30 centimorgans or sharing 30 centimorgans with you. And then you go over to Jed Match and you see that the person is sharing 45 centimorgans with you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that's it is why something it is to so say. Im- and I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed mm-hmm. that. Yes, that's why it is so important to upload your raw DNA data from Ancestry DNA to JetMatch and to try to get as many of your matches to do the same. We'll say a little bit more about that, but before you do, uh, there's a question about the that review folder you mentioned. They want to know how do you access the under review folder. Hmm. That is an excellent question. I actually fell upon it by complete accident. Uh, I was in my inbox, and I just sort of went through the folders and found something that said under review. Mm -hmm. Uh, I cannot see such a thing now, but uh, it was certainly there. Uh, a while back. Uh, So that's just something to keep in mind is that the under review folder can be a challenge to to locate. Mm -hmm. Mm 
So now, you, you mentioned that it was important to upload your DNA raw data to JetMatch. And I know I, I had a conversation today with one of my DNA matches, and she wanted to know, well, what's the value of uploading your raw data to JetMatch? So why don't you tell everyone so that they can hear why this is a valuable thing to do? Certainly. Uh JetMatch has tools that the other DNA test sites either don't have or place too many restrictions on if they do have them. Uh, So going to JetMatch allows you to do the things you want to do in terms of analysis without much restriction at all. Uh, So you can go there and see how much DNA you actually share. You can uh, use additional uh, admixture calculators uh, if you want to do that. You can also utilize the various triangulation tools there at JetMatch to actually generate groups of matches who all match each other and match you on the same DNA segment, indicating that everyone in the group inherited the DNA segment from the same common ancestor. Mm-hmm. So that's the main reason, main reason why I tend to uh, advise people to upload their raw DNA data to JetMatch. Right, and I mean it's 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 a free site that people may not be aware of, but that you can obtain additional resources by providing uh, a small, a really small amount of money to support this site. Absolutely. I believe the minimum donation required to get access to what they call Tier 1 tools, uh, which includes... uh, the triangulation tool, as well as the matching segment search, which gets you over the 2,000-person restriction that JedMatch does have on the one-to-many list. Uh, And $10 per month uh, is the threshold to get access to Tier 1 tools. Now, say that again. You said JetMatch has a 2,000 maximum number of of matches? Yes. If you go to JetMatch and you log in and you go to the one-to-many tool and you type in your kit number, you will receive a list of matches but they will only be your 2,000 top matches or your 2,000 closest matches. Mm-hmm. If you go to the matching segment search, which is one of the Tier 1 tools, then the matching segment search will show you all of your matches, even if you have more than 2,000. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, one of the things, though, is that people need to understand with GEDmatch, first of all, only autosomal DNA data can be uploaded. But what you will find is that you'll find matches that have tested with all three of the companies. So how would someone identify whether the test was Ancestry, 23andMe, or Family Tree DNA, Shannon? Certainly. Great question. So Ancestry DNA matches will have kit numbers that begin with the letter A. 23andMe matches will have kit numbers that begin with the letter M, as in mother. And family tree DNA matches will have kit numbers that begin with the letter T, as in Tom. So that's one way that everyone will know just where those tests are. where the user has tested. And you find sometimes that people have tested with all three companies and they'll load up all three test results, which means you may be seeing the same people multiple times. Absolutely. Uh, There is little reason to upload all three data files from all three of the companies, unless, of course, you are looking to check the files for differences among them. Uh, And I do know people who have done that. Otherwise, the uh, duplicate files just clutter up people's list. So I don't recommend that. Okay. So is there anything else you want to say about Ancestry before we move on? Or Chatters, do you have any questions about Ancestry and what's new with their landscape before we move on to the next testing company? Shannon, do you have anything else to say? Uh, I do not uh, have much else to say about Ancestry DNA other than what I say about all of the testing sites uh, take the good with the bad. None of them are perfect, but each one of them has uh, their own little wealth of resources, their own uh, advantages and disadvantages. And if you learn to get past whatever frustration is generated by the disadvantages, you can benefit handsomely from the advantages. Well said. Well, Shannon, let's move on to family tree DNA and just provide an overview of family tree DNA and then get into some of the changes. Well, family tree DNA... Uh, has what is probably the smallest of the autosomal DNA databases and for a long time had a very high threshold, a very high matching threshold, uh, such that if you did not share a total of 20 centimorgans of DNA, of autosomal DNA, uh, on the family finder test that family tree DNA has, then you would not be 
considered a match and you would not show up as a match on your relative's match list. But one of the big changes that Family Tree DNA decided to do very recently is to reduce uh, the matching threshold. Uh, that has generated a greater number of matches for everyone. And that's a good thing because, as I stated earlier about uh, ancestry DNA, uh, false negatives don't really help anyone. They just uh, hinder our research and reduce the amount of opportunities for discovery. So that change is very much a good thing for everyone on the Family Finder uh, platform. Yes, Uh, I was really happy to see that change. I went from, and everybody just don't laugh at me, but I only had seven matches. And I went from seven (laughs) to several pages of matches once they lowered the threshold. And I was really happy to see that take place. Fantastic. I, too, noticed a big uptick in the number of matches that appeared on Family Finder for myself and for various members of my family. And I'm very pleased with that change. Uh, In addition to the uh, reduction in the minimum uh, matching threshold for Family Finder, Uh, The site also does a sort of pseudo-phasing now such that you can, if you have tested uh, one or more of your parents, get your match list phased such that a paternal match will get a P designation and a maternal match will get an M designation. And there are even some matches that are... Uh, matching both parents, then you can also get a special icon for them as well. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. And what else? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Family Finder recently, well, this is the entire Family Tree DNA platform to include Family Finder and the Y-DNA mitochondrial DNA test that uh, Family Tree DNA does. Uh, Family Tree DNA has updated their uh, Family Tree interface such that if you go and take a look at one of your matches, Family Trees, then there is a new way to view the Family Tree. You can look at it in what is known as pedigree view, the same way you would at, say, Ancestry DNA. Uh, that's a really fantastic change because it permits you to look at a family tree, to review it in a way that's far less cumbersome than having to look at a bunch of collateral lines uh, that might have been listed in the JEDCOM that was uploaded to Family Tree DNA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a real time saver. It definitely is. It's definitely a real time saver. Now, there's a comment about the surname projects. 
and they only seem to be on the family tree DNA and no other, uh, but no other DNA company, only family tree DNA. But that isn't new. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been no. there. Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh, it has been there for a very long time. Very long and, time, yes. And the surname projects are only on family tree DNA. And that's a big plus for a lot of mm-hmm. people. Right, right. In fact, family tree DNA is the only company where you can get your Y DNA uh, tests and uh, the full sequence of maternal mitochondrial tests. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is true that Family Tree DNA is the only company doing uh, the full mitochondrial sequence testing. Uh, and Family Tree DNA is the leader in Y DNA testing, uh, testing as many as 111 uh, short tandem repeat markers. Uh, so, yes, Family Tree DNA has a lot to offer. Right. Any more changes before we take a quick break and come back? Well, I'm going to turn that question over to you. Have I missed any uh, well, changes at Family Tree DNA? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I like the match in common uh, where mm-hmm. you can, you know, just click one name and just press match in common and you see all the matches that, that show up. Uh, you and I were talking about that the other day. Um, but I, I certainly like that feature. And, of course, you always had the chromosome browser, which is wonderful. You have email right there where you can email somebody when you match them. So it's a, it, it, takes a, it takes less time to go into determining just how you're matching, where you're matching, and you can just – send that communication to your match and introduce yourself, stating that you'd like to more know know about the family. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Unlike Ancestry DNA, uh, Family Tree DNA does provide uh, easy access to matching DNA segment data and supplies its customers with a chromosome browser so that uh, they can actually perform segment triangulation. Uh, right. Now, one thing that has happened uh, that I did not mention earlier is that Family Tree DNA made some major changes to the Family Finder interface such that it's a little bit more challenging to uh, do the in common with feature. Uh, and even more so the chromosome browser because, for instance, if you want to, uh, say, take one of your matches and then find out who are the matches in common and have them all loaded up to the chromosome browser, that's just not possible now. Uh, If you click on the in common with, you will get a list of the matches in common with that person, uh, and you can go ahead and select the checkbox on the left for the matches in common and load them into a chromosome browser, but you cannot uh, easily add 
the match that you originally had listed uh, into the chromosome browser. That's so right. That's the see... extra step. Right. Ah. So it's good with uh, Family Finder. And I'll go ahead and say with all of the sites to uh, make good use of tabbed browsing such that you can duplicate a tab, say in Google Chrome, and use the various features uh, in multiple tabs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, we have one question, and it's because you you mentioned phasing, and there's a question in the chat. Can you explain phasing one more time? Certainly. Phasing, simply put, is a process by which, for our purposes, the paternal matches and the maternal matches are grouped by how they are uh, connected to a given parent. So, in other words, they take your list apart and uh, disaggregate it such that you have matches listed as paternal, and matches listed as maternal. Uh, Hopefully that answers that question. Okay, if he has additional questions, uh, just just ask in the chat room. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and you can join me every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where I will have an expert to share resources, stories, and answer your Bernie genealogy and history questions. Remember, all of my guests share a deep passion and knowledge of genealogy and history. All of my shows are available as a podcast immediately after the broadcast, and they can be downloaded from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn.com, and Stitcher.com. Now, you have been listening to Genetic Genealogist Shannon Christmas go over some of the changes with the DNA landscape. So right now, we're going to move on to 23 and me. Shannon, talk, talk about what's been happening with 23 and me. Certainly. Uh, but before I do that, Bernice, I noticed that there is uh, a garbled uh, overtone uh, coming from uh, your side of the phone. Okay, okay. I hope that's better. Is it? Is it? Uh, actually, it's worse. I'm sorry. Okay, well, why don't, why don't you talk and, talk and I'll talk about, talk about that. Okay. Um, so 23andMe basically overhauled the entire uh, 
website uh, such that it is barely recognizable uh, in the sense that much of the functionality and the features that people had gotten used to over the years uh, is not there uh, the way that it used to be. So countries of ancestry is no longer there. Uh, and the interface is such that there's a lot more scrolling and clicking that one has to do to make good use of the website. So uh, one good part of this overhaul is that we now have features such as open sharing, uh, where you essentially get to say, yes, I am going to participate in DNA Relatives, and all of my matches can see my information. They can automatically see the, uh, the amount of DNA shared and also where the various DNA segments or matching DNA segments are located on the chromosomes without having to begin uh, the process of establishing a sharing connection, or as we typically call it, sending a genome sharing invitation. Uh, so that's a big plus. And also, if you participate in open sharing, then you have access to uh, what I consider to be the best of the in common with or shared matches tools, in the sense that you get a list of shared matches, but you also get to see uh, right within the uh, shared matches list whether uh, the shared match triangulates uh, on a DNA segment with you and the given match. So that sort of advances the process of triangulation uh, from the very beginning of getting to know this individual without having to go through the process of sending invitations. Uh, and that's a really big plus because it makes it a much more efficient process. Uh, so that's the one major improvement uh, with this new site. Also, you will notice with the ancestry composition that the uh, chromosome painting associated with the 23andMe uh, ancestry composition is now sort of buried under scientific details uh, for yourself. And for your matches, the chromosome painting is not at all accessible at this time. So you have no access to your matches chromosome painting at all. Uh, and that can be kind of a negative thing because I know that some people would look at the location of a DNA segment and they would sort of cross-reference their chromosome painting with their matches chromosome painting to see whether that particular shared segment was African or European or East Asian or Native American or what have you. And 
that ability is no longer facilitated by 23andMe's interface. So are there any questions about uh, those changes in particular? Hello? Hello? 